Welcome back to the 4 Baseball Podcast, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, sorry we missed an episode. We were kind of busy. We were kind of finishing up our finals. We were moving out. But we are back. We're here to chop it up today. I'm with Stevs today. Tom, he's helping some people move out of college. Uh, he just wrapped up a little bit after we did. Uh, Stevs, how did finals go? How are you doing? Finals went well. Uh, passed all A's. Um, doing good all, all around. And now I'm back home and, and excited to get, get rocking on this content. Um, Fortunately, baseball is a little bit on the back burner, but I did get to go to a Reds-White Sox game, and I got to see Great American Ballpark for the first time. It was a very pretty ballpark, but probably my least favorite park that I've been to. I've been mm. about five parks. Um, it, it just – there was, like – they had, like, a cool little area where it was, like, all the food and stuff like that. But, like, outside of that, like, park didn't really feel all that that great to me. And you said you didn't get to go experience, like, the Reds Hall of Fame, right? No, I didn't. I wanted to, um, but we went and did a couple other things and just kind of ran out of time. Yeah, they ha- the Hall of Fame is really cool. They have like it's a very good exhibit. Um, there you walk through, you get like the Cincinnati Red Stockings, just the beginning, their roots. Yeah, you go in. There's like a big museum room. They had this replica of Crossley Field, which is really cool, and they had this thing with Topps baseball cards where you could yeah. basically like stand in front of it and it puts you on a baseball card. So I have Brad in a Dodgers jersey on a Reds card. Um, I did go and donate some money and I got this Dave Concepcion bobblehead and then the free giveaway for the game I went to was a Johnny Bench Funko Pop. Well, that's pretty so cool. So we balling out. We balling out on the, that end. But, you know, it, I mean, it was a fun time. I went with my brother and my, my dad and, and I think we all had a great time. Um, but not my favorite park. Um, my favorite park is PNC. I love PNC Park. That, really the nice. views are immaculate. Um, it, just the whole atmosphere. Even if Pittsburgh is not a good team, the atmosphere of the park is incredible. No, that's completely true. Like I'm, I haven't been to. I don't think either of us have been to that many. And Tom, Tom's been to the most of us, and I think his is biasedly Oracle. It's a very nice stadium. Yeah, it's just not the best. PNC is better. I, yeah, I, I don't know. I've never been out to the the most west I've been would be Cincinnati, uh, ballpark wise. And I wanted I wanted to go to a Dodgers or an Angels game last year, but unfortunately, I just never could make it out to Los Angeles. Mm-hmm. No, Dodger Stadium is very nice. Again, bias. Uh, it's also been yeah. ten years since I've been there, so I kind of gotta get gotta get back there soon. I think for content wise, we're kind of looking at going to some Orioles games, Pirates games in July. Going. Yeah. Uh, looking at Pirates versus Angels, was it? And then it was Pirates Giants. And it was then, Angels. It was Angels Orioles, which I think is this weekend or this yeah, week. It's this on Monday. Week, which I don't know how we'll if we'll get to that. Yeah. So Angels Orioles is this Monday, and then the middle of July, I think it's the seventeenth through nineteenth. The Pirates are hosting the Giants, which Tom really wants to go to, and the Orioles are hosting the Dodgers, which I really want to go to. Yes. So. We got to, we'll figure that out. Figure It'll it out. be fun. We'll get to ballparks. Uh, I, if you guys have gone to baseball games and you want to talk to us about it, Twitter's a great place to top it up. Love to hear your experiences, especially with like the pitch clock and in stadiums, how fans are reacting to that. That's a story we haven't really heard too much of a perspective on. Uh, but to kind of get into baseball, Steph, you did start with the Pittsburgh Pirates are not that good of a team. Last we left off, we were capping off last week's power rankings, and the Pittsburgh Pirates ended up in third place for us. Since then, the Pittsburgh Pirates have played to a what is it one in nine record? Yeah, they're not doing too hot as still, of late. 
Um, they still sit atop the NL Central, half a game ahead of the Brewers. Just not a great division. Brewers have been two and eight yeah. in their past ten. Cubs four and six. Reds four and six. Cardinals three and seven, sitting at the bottom of the National League. I mean, so we were always worried about the Cardinals, right? Because their lack of pitching. But I just, I, I thought there would be some, some semblance of something, and just the team top to bottom doesn't look. They feel very much like the White Sox did last year. It doesn't nice. feel like they fully want to be out there and play, right? Like, you've seen the flashes from a couple of different guys. I mean, obviously, obviously, there are – the players do want to be out there. They want to play, but it doesn't, doesn't feel like it, right? The on-field product doesn't look great. Yeah. No, I'm looking at it right now, and so their bats are – they have a full distribution. They've got an elite bat. They've got a horrible bat. They've got in-between. But the real storyline that's been hit home this week is Wilson Contreras. And they've moved him off of catcher. They signed him up to a five-year, $85 million contract. This is the first year. He's supposed to take over the reins from Yadier Molina. And it hasn't gone great. And instead of admitting that their pitchers aren't pitching well and admitting that the offense isn't really firing on all cylinders, they've used him as their scapegoat. Yeah. I mean, so they talked about moving him to the outfield, right? And to a corner outfield spot. And he was like, no, I don't want to do that. And so then they were like, well, then you're going to be DH. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know. I mean, I'm looking at looking at his baseball savant. He's 77th uh, percentile in pop time to second and 34th percentile in framing. I think the issue I mean, that has been thrown around is that he can't, call a game or command a pitching staff how Yadier Molina could but no one can do that though exactly no one can do that and a side point I think this helps Yadier Molina's uh, hall of fame case significantly 100 percent um but with that Wilson Contreras isn't the problem here it's no the organization hasn't had to think about pitch calling for 20 years so the pitchers don't know what they're doing without Yadi Molina. The only one who's had success is Jordan Montgomery, and he just came into the organization. So that kind of yeah. makes sense. He had a rough last start. So he's had two bad starts and six really good starts, and that kind of skews what we think of his season because some of the numbers look really bad. Like his ERA is a low fours. You take away two starts, and he's a 2-5. And it's just disappointing that the Cardinals organization – that. In all honesty, we were pretty high on. There was never really any media trashing about them, really, ever. Like, they were always the organization where there was no media issues. And now they're the center of it. Ollie Marmol is under fire. I don't think he makes it through the year at this point. Wilson Contreras is an scapegoat that they've paid $85 million for. And he's not even doing a bad job. It's just he's not Yadier Molina. And you can't give him a chance to be that if you don't catch him. So so you tweeted out, do you think Yadier Molina will be the, the head coach of the or the manager of the Cardinals by next season? And I thought that they'd let Ollie get through this season and then switch him out ha- probably halfway through next season. But on the pace they're at, you, you were you're the favorite to win the division for by most people, right? And you are the dead last in a division with the Reds and the Pirates. It's not. It's not a good sign. It's not a good look. So every day, I feel like it's moving more and more towards towards the fact that Yadi's coming in as soon as possible. I agree with that, and it's also the fact that 
the Brewers are an okay team. They're a 90-win team. The Pirates aren't that good. They're a 500 team. And the Reds are a little bit more pesky than we suspected. And the Cubs are solid. Yeah. I think the Cubs Cubs and Pirates will probably finish pretty close in the standings in my eyes. Reds aren't going to be a, a 52 and 110 win or 52 and 110 record team. They're not that. They're not a good team, but they're not insanely horrible because they can pitch pretty well. They have a couple bright spots on the offense and they have to play the Cardinals. And right now the Cardinals are a free series win. There's it's yeah. the truth. Like they go into Detroit and they lose three out of four. Detroit's been won the past three series, Mets, Cardinals, and Guardians. Guardians haven't been good either. Cardinals just lost two out of three from the Cubs. It's what are they doing? It's it, I don't know. It's I'm trying to put words into it. I I just don't understand how they I mean it's the it's it all stems from pitching and and you're right i didn't even think about the fact that that it's, it's pitch calling too like i'm just so I'm, this is a team i'm so disappointed in. is there time to turn around 100 percent? do i think they will to the point where they're going to win the central i know but they have that chance because the central is just so bad i think tom texted like in their series, I think it was like two or three series ago at this point, but they were like two and 14 in those series. Like that's bad as, as a division. That's bad. I think that was the AL central because the pirates had been pretty was it good. The AL central. Okay. The pirates had been pretty good. The brewers were off to a good start. The Cardinals are 12 games under 500. And if we're going to do some quick math here, right, they have played 38 games. So 162 minus 38. We have 124 games left for them in the season, right? Yeah. If we want the Cardinals to win, let's say, 90 games out of 162, that's a 555 winning percentage. In order to get there, they have to play 600 ball the rest of the season. I don't think this team can play that. No, not at all. And in all honesty, they have to play more of the National League. And... The NL West isn't great, but there's three right now. There's three like mid tier teams. There's the Dodgers, and then there's the A, there's the NL East, which is the same boat. There's three mid tier teams, and then there's the Braves. Yeah. So I feel like the divisions might be wrapped up by July, and it's just going to be a a wild card race. And the Cardinals' only hope is going into a wild card spot. But if you got eight teams competing for a wild card spot, and you're at the bottom of the bowl, you're not making it. Who do you think the favorite is to win the NL Central right now? The Brewers. Okay. I, I agree. I was just wondering. I mean, the Cubs have the highest run differential by a lot. They have a plus 48. Mm. Next is the Brewers at plus 12. But it just suggests that the Cubs are either not winning one-run games or they're getting blown out or blowing out of the teams. Yeah. And I think, I don't know. The other division I really want to talk about in the National League is the NL East. Um Course. nationals are overperforming right now yeah they, they don't played... look like an atrocious team but they don't look like a good team and you had our plan for tuesday was to have a conversation about each of our respective teams it just kind of fell through and so was yeah. there stuff like any like key points you really wanted to hit home about that team i i mean you look at you look at the team and everybody looks like they want to be there that's like the biggest part i think of of any team right 
because even I, I was thinking about like last season compared to this season and at the be- pre-trade pre-trade deadline because nobody wanted to be on that team post-trade deadline but pre-trade trade deadline it didn't look like anyone really wanted to be there even Soto even Bell even uh, anybody else in on that team it didn't look like anyone wanted to be there it didn't look like they wanted to play and the product on the field struggled due to that even mm-hmm. Soto looked good and Bell looked good but outside of that the rest of the team didn't these are a bunch of guys they know that the organization of the Washington Nationals look like they are supposed to suck. We're supposed to be bad for the next three, four seasons. So they have nothing to lose, and they're playing like it, right? Mm. And, again, we've talked about Josiah Gray and Mackenzie Gore. They both look very, very good. Kevin Ruiz hit a skid um, for a little bit, but he kind of it looks like hopefully he's getting a little bit back on track. T.J. Abrams has looked very good as of late. Um from what I have watched, which isn't a lot of games, but he's looked very good as of late from from the highlights, at least, um, going on that Aiden track. Um, but the important piece is that the young guys are playing and at least playing, they're playing, they're, they're having more good days than they are bad days at the end of the day. And I think the Nationals organization is as of right now. I mean, we're 16 and 21, right? And the fact that we are a, whatever it is, what is that a game and a half behind the Mets who were arguably going to win the division. Right. It, I mean, it's not, I don't think it's a testament of how good the Nats are. It's a testament of how bad the Mets are. No, I agree with that. And you bring up CJ Abrams. I just want to go back to our Nats preview where Aiden said he'd win the gold glove. And last year at shortstop, he had negative eight outs above average and 308 attempts this year. He has negative seven outs above average in 139 attempts. Yeah. He's on pace okay. if he has that many attempts to have negative negative 18 outs above average. So or it's below average. I think I don't know how many errors he has off the top of my head. I think he has five errors, but three yeah. of them were on opening day, right? So he has eight. But errors aren't the thing that affects outs above average too much. I know, but I that's what I was going, I was heading towards. Like he, he, if you take away, that's five errors outside of opening day. That's not terrible, right? For a, a young and budding shortstop, that's, it's his, it's his first full season. He's not had a full, full season yet. And it's not, it's not bad. He's not, I don't think he was, I didn't, I didn't think he was going to win a gold glove, but that was Aiden's take. He stuck with it. And I, I think at some point, could he, maybe there's, he has a long career and he's going to learn a lot. Hopefully, again, I talk about it, the Nats need to get a new pitching staff or new entire coaching staff Um, because I I honestly think a mismanagement of our bullpen is a a large reason that we're losing these games. We're in a lot of games. There's one-run games we are in. The Diamondbacks series. Yeah, the Diamondbacks series, exactly. David Martinez puts in Hunter Harvey three days in a row or Kyle Finnegan three out of four days. You can't do that it's not going to work. And, and and then everyone's blaming, you're blaming Kyle Finnegan because he's the guy that's on the field and blowing those saves, but he's pl- pitched three out of four days, which yes, he's supposed to be the closer, but he's not, he's not a good closer. Right. And he can't, it's, it just doesn't, it doesn't work. Hmm. And like, look, bring back to your point about like errors and just young, young, because your whole team is young players or veterans that yeah. are trying to bounce back. Right. To your point of he's only made five non-opening day errors, right? That's about through a month of play. 
And that puts you on pace for 30 errors in a season, which would have led the league last year. Yeah. But again, uh, he's again, he's young, right? Yeah. But they are giving him an opportunity to get at bats, which is huge. Um, he has shown signs of he's hitting the ball harder on average, but the average exit velocity is lower. So that just means he's either getting more of the ball or less of the ball. There's not too much yeah. of the middle. And that's okay. You know what? You need your players to develop some way. Cabert Ruiz has made strides forward defensively this season. They're not playing Jeter Downs at all, which is not a bright move. Uh, Stone <laughs> Garrett's been getting some more at-bats, which oh. he's been progressing. Victor Robles, your best player so far, in all honesty, he's on the 10-day. Yeah. So they called – so Adelmo Vargas went down with – I think it was a shoulder injury. Mm-hmm. He, like, dove into yeah, – at second and jammed his shoulder. And then they called up Jeter down. He didn't get in that bat, like at all. Like we had a we had a double header. I think it was against the Phillies, and he he didn't play in either of the games. It was against the Pirates. My bad. It was mm-hmm. against the Pirates. He didn't play in either of the games. How, that doesn't make sense. Give some rest to some of the guys. Like don't get me wrong, Jeter Downs is he the solution to any of our problems? No, but is he young and can you give him at bats? Yes. For what they did with him, I would rather have called Matt Adams up because yeah. he just sat and ratted on the bench and he didn't even he wasn't even getting at bats. He wasn't getting live at bats. And how are you going to do that to a young guy? I don't know. That's I. You can't. Davy Martinez. That's yep. why. Yeah. Um, you know what? I think they'll be okay in a couple of years, but until you get there, a little rough. Uh, New mm-hmm. York Mets, kind of an interesting situation. <laughs> uh, they suck. Yes. Relatively speaking, based on their expectations, they're two games below 500. But given their payroll and what's expected of them, this is a severe underperformance. Yes. Um, I was have... looking, I was looking, and I think they have a series against the Nats coming up. And yeah. like the Nats had all of their scheduled starters. The Mets starting rotation is just TBA. All yeah. four of the starters against the Nats are to be announced. Like that's bad. Yeah. It's not what you want because. Mm-hmm. Right now, their only reliable starting pitcher is Justin Verlander. He just came back. He had a really good outing in his second start against the Cincinnati Reds. His first outing was fine besides two blemishes in the first inning. Like, he'll be fine. Once the Mets got Verlander back, they have their ace. Scherzer doesn't look good. He is – his shoulder's kind of in tattered. I think this is the end of Max Scherzer. Like, he won't let it be, but – He won't let it be, but it should – I think he I think he needed I don't think he should have kept playing in all honesty after he after his series, season with the Dodgers. Mm-hmm. I know he wants to cuz he's he's a competitor, right? Last year he was good though. He was he was good last year, but again, I would rather if it's me and again, I'm a 18-year-old kid that has never played higher than JV baseball, but I, I wouldn't want to go out because my shoulder gives out. I would want to go out on my terms, right? Mm. And I, Scherzer's letting it get to the point where he's going to go out due to injury. That sounds about right. And the Mets, and they haven't been horrible, their offense, in all honesty. Like, Starling Marte is severely underperforming. They're giving Brett Beatty at bats, which is huge. Mark Hanna, may he rest in peace. He's How's been, Francisco Alvarez doing? He's been, like, the bat's been aggressively average, but the catching's been really, really good. I actually did want to okay, talk about good. that. I have that up right here. Um <laughs> His framing is above average. Like the Mets needed a consistent catcher. They haven't had a consistent catcher in a while. And he's this young kid that's supposed to come up. And it's crazy. You call up the young kid, you get consistent days behind the plate, and he catches well. 
the team might make strides in the right direction. Obviously, we haven't seen that turnaround yet, but he's got two catching framing runs, which is pretty solid. He's an above-average blocker so far, and he's had 746 block opportunities. So that just means he pitches that weren't in the strike zone. Yeah. And he has one or negative one caught stealing above average, which means that there's one stolen base that he was expected to have, but he didn't get it. And that's okay. He's a rookie catcher. And that's a good sign for the Mets. Pete yeah. Alonso has been very good. Jeff McNeil's regressed severely, but it's still above average. Francisco Lindor has been okay. Brandon Nimmo has been worth the contract and Daniel Vogelbach, Danny Berger has been pretty solid. Like, I think there's a recipe for success here, but the reliability of it is on the fact that Carlos Carrasco is on the 15-day, Brooks Raley is on the 15-day, John Curtis is on the 40-man not being used, Max Scherzer is going to go on the IL. You have Kodai Senga, who has been not really that good. It's two strikeouts for every one walk. Tyler McGill has been a pitcher. David Peterson has been horrible. And they're throwing Joey Lucchese. I mean that that was that was our concern heading into the season is how is this starting rotation and, and pitching staff and as a whole going to hold up? And so far it hasn't. Yeah. Well, we did see exactly what our concern was with the Mets. Phillies, they'll be fine. They're they're in a little bit of a skid. They'll be fine. The interesting one, the Braves are good. Ignore that. The one concern with the Braves is Max Fried is out for two to three months. Same with Kyle yeah. Wright. That one's going to be really interesting. I think a specific Lucas Giolito will probably be there within the end of the month. Um, fair. Replace one Harvard Westlake kid with another. They'll be okay. It's the Braves. They know what they're doing. Elder Morton and Strider are still there. Dylan Dodds on the 40-man. He'll definitely get the call. But it looks like they're going to have to give Schuster some work, something along that. Uh, I don't think they want to go with a bullpen game, but they might have to. So we'll see what the Braves do to figure out this situation. I think they'll be okay. The interesting team here is the Miami Marlins, who are a 500 team. Yeah. They have a negative 54 run differential. They're expected to be by the Pythagorean a 13 and 25 team. They're currently 19 and 19. And today on Friday, they're calling up Yuri Perez. Sandy Alcantara had a great start last time. Are the Marlins turning it around? Is this the beginning of a competitive Marlins team or are they just incredibly lucky? That's a great question. Because again, for me, this at as of this season, the Marlins, the Cubs, and the Red Sox are all very and very similar types of scenarios with different different pieces, obviously, being your strengths and your weaknesses. Mm-hmm. They're all very similar, at least in my head. I, I think they're still a 500 team, mm-hmm. in all honesty. I think they might be a clip or two higher, but I think they're a 500 team. So you're buying what they are right now? I'm buying what they are right now. I could see them being at by season's end at about 85 wins to maybe 90, but the Marlins. Yes. Okay. That's like the ceiling though. If like Sandy, cause Sandy's had some bad starts. Yeah. But, he's been off to a rough start. Exactly. But assuming he kind of steers that skid and gets back onto Cy Young Sandy track, Yuri comes up and is good. Edward Cabrera is good. Like, in Jesus lizards, uh, the Jesus God, um, he, uh, uh, they all 
if they because again it's done by the starting pitching that's what their strength is and if all five of their pitchers are good then that's what they need um i do want to talk about because i believe jazz jazz is a somewhat competent outfielder um because he is hold on it's loading because <laughs> it's taking its free time jazz chisholm he's 94th percentile in outs above average hmm. like he's got a 91st percentile in outfielder jump his arm strength is 74th percentile which is above average he doesn't look like a terrible outfielding center, center fielder. Jesus. Um, yeah, I mean, that's kind of, I'm not saying I'm surprised by it, but it's, it's a nice kind of just, it's nice for the Marlins to have a competent center fielder, at least on the defensive side, his offensive stats. That's what I was going to point out. Best. It's not good above or below the hood. Yeah. You look at his slash line, he's got he stabs 221 batting average, 282 on base, 360 slug, 76 yeah. OPS plus. It's not creating but runs. He he's hits stealing. the ball hard. He does. And maybe there's some positive regression incoming. Go to look at his expected Woba right now. It is exactly what his regular Woba is. All right. So maybe there's not positive regression coming. Jorge Soler has been exactly what they signed him to be. Jesus Sanchez has been really good, which is something that they really needed to have happen. Luis Arise just fell under 400, but he's still hitting 398 with a 944 OPS. Um, he's probably still in the conversation for MVP, but I think he's a tier below right now where Ronald Acuna, Rashawn Murphy, yes. where they are. Um, that is an interesting conversation if you want to have that. Murphy or Acuna right now? I'm still riding with Acuna. I mean, he bring Murphy. Acuna just brings everything. He's a like five tools to the table. Mm-hmm. I mean, Murphy doesn't have the speed, but he's a catcher and he can lead and command a pitching staff. So I guess that kind of evens out. Yeah. Um, but I'm still going to take Acuna. See, I thought I was in the same boat as you, right? And I'm yeah. just, you pull up fan graphs leaderboards. I'm not using percentiles, just looking at what's right here, right? Yeah. Murphy has 0.1 war higher. That's kind of a wash, right? Acuna's overall offense has been better, but that's heavily due to the 15 stolen bases versus zero. Murphy has a higher WOBA and expected WOBA, higher WRC+, plus, higher slug, slightly lower on base, but a much lower batting average. Okay. They're really even, and I think they the are. even has to go to the catcher. That's fair, but at the same token, Acuna, in my mind at least, is the the head of the the Atlanta Braves. So, honestly, I, I, for me at this point in time, you could go either way, and I'm not going to argue really against you. Mm-hmm. Um, but in my opinion, I think I would take if I had a ballot, I'm voting for Acuna. Interesting. And obviously this is without percentiles. This isn't looking at the defense. It's just straight up looking what's right here on baseball or on uh, fan graphs and American league wonder Franco pretty clear as day. If not Shohei Otani, it's one of the two, but that's another conversation. Obviously uh, we'll have that conversation in 19 days. We'll have it at the end of the month, topping up about the April, May all-stars, Cy Young MVP. And then we're kind of just going over the standings today, talking about where the teams are at. Buy or sell. You have to win the AL West or AL Central to make the playoffs this year from those two divisions. Um, buy easily. Because let's just look, the entirety of the AL East is better than the AL Central. Technically, I mean, technically the Twins have a better win. Technically, the Twins. Yeah, technically. But like 
You know what I'm saying? It's because they played one more or one less game. Yeah. So it's I can't I don't see any way you couldn't buy that. And my I mean, way I wouldn't buy that is the Astros because I believe in the Texas Rangers. I think Mike Maddox has done a fantastic job with their pitching staff. I think Nathan Yavaldi right now is in the Cy Young race. Uh, he's he's entered as Garrett Cole's competitor. Looking at WAR right now, he's surpassed him. Right now, WAR in the American League goes. Kevin Gossman's at 1.8, Nathan Yavaldi at 2.2, and Garrett Cole at 1.7. That's really yeah. interesting. And Zach Allen's running away with the National League right now. Um, mm, yeah, not surprising. Yeah, let's go, Zach. And <laughs> but the Rangers are a pretty legit offense. They're not. They're doing this without Corey Seager, which is really yeah. impressive. If he comes back and is his 2019 self, which was his worst year with the Dodgers, right? That's huge for the Rangers. The only yeah, the only team I could see would be one of. I don't even think the Mariners could do it. I think it'd be. The I don't Astros think the Mariners the are a playoff team. Not at no, not as currently constructed. Because Julio Rodriguez has not been good. Mm-hmm. I think he is a league average bat right now. Uh, their starting pitching has been very respectable. They ranked atop the power rankings. They'll probably do it again on next week's. The Astros. You know what? They're turning the ship around. They are hurt, though. The Astros yeah. are hurt. And something that... Luis Garcia with that injury, that was bad. He's done for the year. Luis Garcia is yeah. done for the season. Uh, he's completely off of the roster. Jose Arquiti is on the 15-day. I think he's going to be able to avoid Tommy John. Uh, Valdez is healthy, knock on wood. Christian Javier is healthy, knock on wood. Hunter Brown's healthy, his healthy, knock on wood. They've got JP France. They've called up. He had a really good first start. I don't think they're going to struggle with the kids that they're able to call up because they call up their kids. They're like, throw your best pitch. They throw their best pitch and they succeed. It's not a very difficult formula to understand. But the whole time this Astros dynasty has done their job since 2015, they haven't been injured. Yeah. And this is the first time they've really been injured. Last in 2021, when they made the World Series run, their injury was Justin Verlander. And you might think that's a huge blow to them, but that didn't make a difference. They made the World Series. They were the best team in the American League. And here they are again. They're without, let's see, they're without Jose Altuve. They're, Michael Brantley just came back and he had to get sent back for imaging. Your lineup's still pretty good. Maldonado can't hit. I, Astros fans are just calling for Yanir Diaz to take the job. Uh, again, not a great offensive catcher, but he's calling games. He's performing better defensively. Jose Abreu has been atrocious. Dubon's below average. Pena's below average. Bregman's below average. Corey Jokes is below average. Jake Myers below average. And then you got Kyle Tucker and Jordan Alvarez. Kyle Tucker's been the most unlucky hitter in all of baseball, and it's not close, I don't think. I will double-check that so I'm not biting my tongue. But if you're just looking at prime differences, Josh Naylor is the most, and then it's Aledmus Diaz, Gene Segura, and Kyle Tucker. Mm-hmm. So the Houston Astros have been just punched over and over again. And I think that once they get Altuve back, I don't see a reason why they're not competing for a wild card spot because the division is the Texas Rangers and the Houston Astros. The Los Angeles Angels are not a legitimate team. I still don't believe in them because no, they're not, not better. No. Okay, here's the here's the test for the Angels, right? Are the Angels better than the Yankees? Yes, I think they are. I think they are. 
okay. because it's just because of all the Yankees injuries. I think they are. Are they better than the Blue Jays? No. Are they better than the Red Sox? No. Are they better than the Orioles? No. Are they better than the Rays? Rays. No. Again, like I said, it's Texas-Houston, whoever wins the Central, and the AL East. That's Yeah. And one of the AL East teams has to miss the playoffs. Yeah. Like the Yankees right now, if I look – right now they're they're playing 538 baseball, and that puts them on pace for 87 wins. Last year that would have made the wild card. And this year they were not making the playoffs. With a five thir- no. with a eighty seven win season, and obviously eighty seven wins isn't really playoff caliber team most seasons. Uh, we don't really know how that's going to age with the expanded playoffs, but it's dire in the American League right now. The AL mid, the Twins are running away with it on a ninety two win pace. The Tigers are in second place. I didn't think I was going to say that at any point this season, even after opening day. Guardians are in third. They can't hit at all. They are the worst offense in the American League, producing 126 runs. They are worse than the Tigers. They are worse than the Royals. They are worse than the Athletics. They are the worst offense in the American League. But with that, they've allowed among the fewest runs. The Rays have allowed less runs. The Twins have allowed less runs. The Astros and the Mariners have allowed less runs. And guess what all those teams have in common? They're top 10 pitching staffs. The AL Central is horrible. So, yeah. yes, the only team that's making it out of the Central is the winner. The West, basically, I'm going to treat it until one of the AL East teams severely regresses, which I don't know if it's going to happen because the Red Sox are hidden. They can't pitch to save their lives, but they yeah. can they can hit. The Orioles' trade deadline is going to be real interesting. Because right now they're the second best team in the American League, arguably the second best team in baseball, maybe outside of the Braves. And they can't, they don't have starting pitching, and they're doing this. If the Orioles go and buy at the deadline, they're competing for the homes, they're competing for the four seed in the American League. I think the Rays have wrapped up the American League at this point. They are, uh, unless, unless the injury bug gets them and like everyone goes downhill, the thing. that's it. Pete Fairbanks is out. Tyler Glass now hasn't thrown a pitch. Jeffrey Springs is getting Tommy John, and they're still doing this. The one thing that is interesting, the one thing, is Tom brought up the point last night of have the Rays won a series against a legitimate team. I was looking into it, right? The two teams that they've beat that are, like, relative are the Red Sox and Yankees. They've lost to the Astros. They just lost to the Orioles. They they took them from the Pirates. They They killed the Pirates. The Rays killed the Pirates. But are the Rays good? Because I think they are. They haven't shown us a reason that they're not good. Like, yeah, they've lost a couple series, but so does every team. Like, Fair. It, I, I, Tom's, Tom's point, Tom, Tom has a tendency to see one thing and then just base his entire argument off of that one thing. Huh. He's done it. He's done it the entirety of us arguing about sports which is not a bad thing right you see something and you're like oh that makes sense and you go with that right but you have to be open-minded enough to be like yeah but also this Mm -hmm. right it's it's the rays are a good team they are a well-constructed team i don't know how i think my my worry is that they are a 
good regular season team, though. And they're not going to be a good postseason team. I will say, though, the one thing that has been constant about regular season raised teams is that they've been a fantastic pitching staff without too much thump. They've never been an elite offense. They're an elite offense right now. They're the best offense in baseball right now. According to expected Woba, the best team in baseball for pitching is the Mariners. And if we want to look just at the run differentials, right? The Mariners or the Mariners have allowed 143 runs. The Rays have allowed 118. That's either suggesting that the Rays are getting lucky or the Mariners are getting unlucky. And I'm going to take more of the fact that the Rays can just, they have a better bullpen. Yeah. Again, because if you have the same expected Woba, right? You're taking the 278 for both of them. Very good. If you have the same expected Woba, it's saying, okay, these teams are allowing very similar contact to very similar parts of the field. They're striking out other players at a very similar rate and walking opposing players at a very similar rate. That doesn't take into account context. It's not taking, okay, they're doing this with first and third, or they're doing it with the bases empty. They're doing it with two outs. They're doing it with no outs. That also might be an explanation for the run differential, why the Rays have allowed nine, or have allowed 25 less runs. And yeah. I think the Rays are good. I don't think we have to worry about them. I, I agree. I, I agree. I, it's just, God, the AL East is just so good. I feel so bad for AL East fans, in all honesty. But it's got to be fun. Yeah, but if you're an Orioles fan, right, and yeah. your team is like should be the best team in most divisions, and you're gonna end up playing in a do or die three three game series, that's not fun. And then just looking at it right now, right? Like I'm an O West fan. I get hyped for San Francisco because I love rubbing it in Tom's face when the Giants lose. Speaking of the Giants losing. They lost the series to the Nationals, and you notice he's not here right now, Tom uh, Rowland. It's because he could not deal with the fact that the Lan Francisco Lions uh, lost to the Washington Nationals. It's the uh, it's so great. I'm gonna make fun of him later. Don't worry about it. I'll record it. <laughs> and okay, but like the Giants are mediocre. They're an 81 and 81 team. I think that's what yeah. they'll be. I think the Padres are a little bit better than they're showing, but right now the Pythagorean has them at 500 as well as their actual record. Their, their bats just haven't fully shown up. Like playing oh, it, the Padres, we have a weekend series against them right now. Dodgers took one last season, last weekend as they should. Yeah, It feels like a playoff series because we hate each other. They are our rivals. The Giants are So do you – I saw this. Do you think Dodgers-Padres is the best rivalry in baseball right now? You can't not say Yankees, Red Sox, but but I think you at this point in time, I think you can because the Yankees just aren't all there right now. My like only... when you go to watch the game, like you turn on a Dodgers Padres series because both these teams just you see the hatred and you see the hatred in the Yankees and the Red Sox too. But I don't think the Yankees' best rival this season is the Red Sox. I think it's the Rays. There's hatred there. You're looking at this hatred, yeah. this angst, this want. I think that's, that's Yankees raise. That's fair. I would. I, I, I think that's the competition for Dodgers Padres. Because that, that is that is interesting. Right now, the Dodgers are supposed to be the underdog for the first time in 11 years. The Dodgers yeah. are the underdog in the NL West. 
And they're four games up right now. And if they take the series this weekend and the season ends in a tie, the Dodgers win the division. Yeah. So the Padres are playing with a chip on their shoulder. This weekend, very fun series. I'm quite excited to watch. Uh, Diamondbacks, I look at them as a good team, not a great team, but that's the National League right now. If the playoffs started today in the National League, pulling it up, Braves, Dodgers, and Pirates all win their divisions. There are two 500 teams, one team that's above 500 by one game in the wild card because the, the Marlins and Padres are tied. The Arizona Diamondbacks are two games above 500, and the Brewers are three games above 500. That is the National yeah. League wild card right now. It's not good. We talk about it's- with the Cardinals that there's going to be eight teams competing for a wild card spot. I don't. We've talked about it. The Rockies, they're dead. The Nationals didn't make it to the start line. The Reds are fine. They're pesky, but they're not a legitimate team. The Giants are floating on thin ice with ankle weights, even though the three games below 500. And then you got the Mets and Phillies who are expected to make the playoffs. The Cubs who are expected to be the second best, the third best team in the National League. And then you've got the Padres, the Marlins, the Diamondbacks, and the Brewers. Yeah. National League's got to turn around. Because yeah, right now, it doesn't look we're good. We're a step behind, in all honesty. It, yeah. Unless we send the Braves to the World Series right now. You no, know, the Braves don't have their starting pitching. The best shot of the National League taking the World Series this year is sending the Dodgers to the World Series. And if you're not a Dodgers fan, that's not something you want. Because the Dodgers don't have a great reputation for winning in the World Series. That's fair. Or just postseason in general. Exactly. Like, they put, there's a stat posted the other day on a baseball, I think it was Game Day MLB on Instagram. Good account. Go give them a follow. The Los Angeles Dodgers, if the results of World Series were swapped, have the second most rings of all time. The Yankees have 13. The Dodgers have 12. So, That's so bad. big picture, right? Wrapping it up. Big picture. The AL is interesting. There's good teams. There are yeah. only six teams below 500. The Mariners are a game below 500. So you say the AL East is, is good, or the AL is good, right? But really, it's it's the AL East. And, and the AL and West. the rest is what it feels. But it, The AL West you, is a good division. They are just overshadowed by the quality of baseball that is being played in the American League East. Fair. What teams in the AL West do you think beat what teams in the AL East? Houston is a better team than the Yankees. It is a better team than the Red Sox. It is a better team than the Blue Jays. I don't know if they're – I think they're a better pitching staff than the Orioles. They're not as good as an offense as the Orioles. Okay. And I'm talking about projecting. Not right now. The Angels – that's difficult because I – I have a bias. I want the Angels to make the playoffs so I can watch Mike Trout and Shohei Otani play in the freaking playoffs. And it's not going to happen. It never does. But they are better than the Yankees right now. Yeah. Because they can hit. The Yankees can't hit. They're putting out a minor league lineup with Aaron Judge in it. And they're, I don't think they're better than the Blue Jays. I don't. Fair. Seattle, I it's difficult. 
it's really difficult because we're kind of looking at what it has been. And given what yeah. it's been, the standings go east, 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 west, east. And it's not the AL East is the class of MLB right now. Yeah. The AL Central is a joke. The AL West is a legitimate division, but they are not the AL East and therefore will be looked down upon. The Houston Astros will be back at some point. They're expected to be two games better than they actually are. And I they'll be a 95 win team. I'm not worried about the Houston Astros. I am. They're injured. But the Texas Rangers have proven with the help of Mike Maddox and their signings of pitching. We were doubtful of their pitching staff because Jacob deGrom is probably done for the season. He's out two yeah. to three more weeks, if not longer. But it's Jacob deGrom, wrap him in plastic wrap and sit him on the couch. That's the only sure. way he's going to heal. The AL East owns the American League. They do. I think the AL East owns the entirety of the league, really. I think, okay, here's the thing. The American League East can slug right now. Yes. The worst slugging team is the Yankees, who are known as the Brock Bombers. They've missed Aaron Judge for two weeks. The Blue Jays are the second worst offense. I'm just going off of runs scored. Red Sox are the second best. Orioles are right there with them. And then there's the Rays. The Rays are the class of baseball. The Boston Red Sox cannot pitch. And if they face a team in the National League, like the Brewers, the Braves, the Dodgers, that can shut them down offensively, the Red Sox aren't a legitimate threat. Yeah. The Orioles can, they have the chance to pitch with you. The Rays are the full boat right now. It's just they, I don't, they have a bad reputation as a playoff team. So, yes, the AL East is the class of the American League, but I don't know if they're, the best of baseball because I think there is a fair competition from the national league and it's going to be interesting. I think it'll be a good race. We got, it's still a lot of time to go though. Yeah. There's only five teams in the American league with a negative run differential. When we go to the national league team or the national league, excuse me, there's nine teams with a negative run differential. Four of which are in the NL East. Yeah. Bad division, poverty franchises. Am I right? And I'm excited. I am excited to have time to watch baseball again. I'm excited tonight. I will at six o'clock Eastern. I will be turning on a Marlins game to watch Yuri Perez pitch. And then tonight I will be watching the Los Angeles Dodgers face the San Diego Padres. I am excited for that. There are starting to be teams that I don't want to watch. I don't want to watch the Cardinals. I don't want to watch the Rockies. I don't care about the Nationals. I'll watch the Reds if there's a good starting pitcher on the mound. This is going to be an interesting step. Yeah, I mean, you, you, you've hit the nail on the head on pretty much everything except for not watching the Nationals. They're, they're the best team in baseball. Uh, third best in run differential in the NL East, just saying. Um, uh, but, I mean, yeah, it's going to be fun. I, I agree with that, and – I mean, top to bottom, I think it's going to be a fun race to watch for, for all of these divisions. Then no central, what we want to talk about, we thought we talked about, that was the brunt of this episode. She's talking about how piss poor the NL Central is. But it's going to be a fun race, in all honesty, coming down the stretch. Um, do I think the Brewers are pretty much going to lock it up by coming into uh, September? Yeah. But I think it's still going to be a fun race to watch for throughout the rest of the season. Um, I, it baseball is fun and i'm excited to actually watch it and be able to to make content about it yeah 
So besides keep referencing this content, uh, we're gonna we're have a wolf ball league between our friends. We're gonna start trying to mic ourselves up, and we are going to try and record that play on our YouTube. So I do suggest going to find our YouTube page. Link will be in the description below. We will have every episode that we post on podcast on YouTube. You can go watch that. We have face cam, interact with us. We'll have some other videos that we're going to try to start putting out. Uh, we're, we are we might try to experiment with video games on there as well. Super Mega Baseball does come out at the beginning of next month, and I'm super excited for that. I think I've got Stevs on the bandwagon for it. And I- I watched was I think it's Mr. Hurricane. I watched his he had a Super Mega Baseball One series, and I watched like that in its entirety. It was so like the first one was it was such a bad game, but it was such a good game because it was so bad. And they they just keep releasing them, and I'm so confused as to why. But this one, it's got major league players in it. It's got like David or David Ortiz was like the big person that they were trying to show. It's got Babe Ruth, Willie Mays. Randy it was like Johnson. Super Mega Baseball has gotten big, and then it was David Bartolo Ortiz. Cologne. Yes. Nope, it's over. We're getting it. It's too late. So if you want to enjoy that content with us, I'll be running it through with the wide loads. Love my wide loads. <laughs> and we'll be running that on our YouTube page. We'll obviously keep pumping out the content here on podcast. We appreciate all the support, all your listens. Uh, if you want to interact with us at all, all social media links will be in the description below. If you've enjoyed, please consider leaving a like sharing this with a friend we thank you for listening to the four baseball podcast and we'll see you all next time peace Steve!